Good evening and welcome to a, another fine episode uh, of Bleak where we are going to discuss the murders of Bart and Krista Halderson out of Dane County, Wisconsin. Buckle up folks, it's about to get bleak! <laughs> Hello, everybody. Laura's back in the house. <laughs> woo woo! Get a <laughs> get a get a bed. No, episode <laughs> with Laura involved. So today, tonight, it's actually the evening. We are going to discuss a murder. It's actually two victims. Double. And it's a case it's a of parricide, which is not something we've really gotten into before. Right. Um, it's not a common thing where, if, if you don't know what parasite is, it's when a child or children murder their parent. Yes. Or in this case, parents. Right. right. Um, so it's not, you know, it is a bleak topic. It is extremely is... bleak, and it's something it... that we don't wish on anybody. I mean, it's horrible. <laughs> you know, and this, sand. so murder is never, you know, there's never a, a really truly a justification for murder, except for maybe like your life is at stake in your self-defense. Right. But beyond that, this is one of those that like, it was so, and obviously we're going to get into it, but it, like the reason that he ended up doing this to his parents is so unnecessary. Right. Like, it just didn't need to happen in any way. Right. Like, this, he did this kind of as a solution to a problem. Right. That it didn't end up solving anything, and he just, you know, you just end up getting, you know, go to jail for the, you know, so it's like... the rest of your life, yeah. Exactly. So anyhow, um, that's kind of what drew me to this case, is just how... Just the unnecessariness of it, and we have never done a case with two victims. So, mm-hmm. um, so anyhow, we're talking to about uh, Bart and Krista Halderson. They were a married couple out of Wisconsin. They were 50 and 53. Um, Bart was actually younger than Krista. Mm-hmm. And um, they were the parents of two sons. They had a son, Chandler, who was uh, 24. Four, and then a son, Mitchell, who was 23. Yes. And uh, at the time of this incident, Chandler was living at home with his parents, mm-hmm. and Mitchell was out on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, Mitchell had an IT degree, and he was living with his fiance. And um, these events took place between July 1st and July 8th of 2021. So this is a very recent case. Yeah. And, um, so I'm going to start. So on July 7th, 2021, Chandler Halderson, so that's the son of Barton Krista Halderson, walks into the sheriff's office to file a missing persons report. Um, so Chandler tells deputies that his parents had not returned home from the family cabin. Um, according to Chandler, the cabin that they would go to was a couple hours north of their home, which they lived in a town called Windsor, Wisconsin, and it's near Madison. It's actually um, 
right in the it's south central Wisconsin, so it's way down south and right in the middle of the state. And um, he tells Chandler tells investigators he helped his parents pack their vehicles before they left for this cat this trip to the cabin. And something kind of odd, he tells investigators he helped his parents pack several bottles of liquor, mm-hmm. lots of cash, oh. tools, and silver bars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely red flag material right there. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're thinking, you come to find what out, are these people going to be doing right? at the cabin? <laughs> well, exactly. I think that kind of was his <laughs> this, point. His intention, yeah. Um... <laughs> Because you find out later, his parents really didn't drink alcohol. Right. So why are they packing loads of liquor? A bunch of liquor, yeah. And then he says his parents left in an unknown car with an unknown couple. <laughs> so they just... I'm sorry, just... Bye, you helped us pack all this, these silver bars and this liquor, and now... Goodbye. I mean, it would just that like, would. That yeah. story is not not it's odd, great. It's an odd story. It's like of all stories you could. And it's like yeah, he had to have actually thought that through. Like okay, what am I gonna tell the police? It's either here? so bizarre that it either has to be true. I mean, I guess yeah. I mean, you know, or it has to be completely the one of the worst. You know, it sounds absurd. Story. It does, and it's. I think it might not sound that absurd until you start talking to their friends who are like. Like, right. he tried, I had heard that Chandler tried to make it seem like they were these big gamblers. Yeah. And their friends were like, they didn't gamble at all. Right. So it's like, right, kind of not meshing with what other people are saying. Right. So anyhow, so he left, he, he says the parents leave in this unknown vehicle with this unknown couple. So they're just some random strangers. Like, well, you didn't ask your parents, like, right. who you, who's who, picking you up? Like, why are you, people? why aren't you driving yourselves to our cabin? This right. is weird, you know, but right. he just didn't ask. He just he was hmm. like, okay, bye. See you later. Um, I get the house to myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Chandler tells police his mom texted him, quote, made it safely can't get anything through it's packed going to white lake today for that parade we will be home monday night or tuesday morning love you lots so this text message did come he did receive this message there was um proof you know that that message was received from his mother's phone something that is a little strange about this message you can see that you know, her saying can't get anything through to me indicates she's trying to say like, we're not getting good service up right. here. Right. Um, which is convenient if you think about what's going on now. Right. Um, with the situation with them being missing. Right. Um, but she you know, she gives some information about what they're going to be doing. They're going to, this is 4th of July weekend, by the way. So that parade is some kind of, Fourth of July parade is what she's referring to. And then she, you know, gives an estimate of when they're going to be home. So, I mean, not out of the question, but apparently saying that they didn't get service up there, I don't think that was necessarily an issue that other people reported having at that cabin. So So it was was a little little strange that she would be saying that she can't. And she obviously could get 
thought she could get that message through. <laughs> right. You know, so it's a little weird. That is sad. Um, so the sheriffs, after they talk with the son who's reporting them missing, they start to talk with Bart and Krista's coworkers. They were both, you know, full-time employees. And they all, all the coworkers said Bart and Krista were never no-shows for work. They would either call in sick or, you know, request time off in advance. and Like normal people. Like yeah. most people. <laughs> Look, like a normal person, I wrote. <laughs> um, which is so funny. You hear this all the time in true crime cases about, like, they would have called. It's like, well, of course they would have at least called in because they would be fired. You right. can't just do no call, no shows <laughs> no, for no. work. No, you can't. I've never been in a job. I've had many jobs in my life. And I've never had a job where no call, no show was like, oh, well, that, Lily just does that. <laughs> she just, Here and there. Yeah, she just sometimes doesn't call or show up. It's no big thing. Eh, yeah, um, let it slide. So, you know, like that person wouldn't be working here anymore. That's why I always think it's so funny. They were like, they were very responsible people. Well, it's like, well, well by nature of having a job, people, <laughs> you have to show up. You have to either show up, request time off. Yeah. Or call in sick. I mean, those are the three options. Right. So it was. It's, I was just think that's funny yeah. that people act like it's not like it's an option to just not show up for work. <laughs> yeah, that is. Funny. So investigators were suspicious pretty quickly of Chandler Halderson's story yeah. just based on some of the the red flags coming up in his interviews and after you know when they're asking him questions. Um, so they asked Chandler about himself, and Chandler tells them he was about to graduate college with an IT degree. Mm-hmm. He says he's working from home with, she still lives with his parents, at, for an insurance company. Mm-hmm. He says he's just gotten a job for the company SpaceX in Titusville, Florida, and he has plans to move Elon. to Florida yeah. <laughs> with his girlfriend, Kat. Mm-hmm. He says they recently bought a car and found a place to live in Florida. Yep. He also tells them he had recently been injured after falling down some stairs. Oh. Chandler said he suffered from a head injury as a result of that fall. Um, when it, was supposedly this fall? Well, we'll get into some of oh, that okay. at some point here. But So initially the police were thinking, well, you know, it is possible his parents got into like a car accident. Yeah. And... They, of course, were trying to figure out, well, who is this mystery couple Couple they went off with? Right. You know, because he's telling them some people... Couple pick... X. Well, yeah, and, of course, you know, their vehicles were still at the house, so they had to have gotten picked up. Right. Or, you know, tra- traveled some way other than their own vehicles, at very at the very least. Right. Um, so, the brother of Chandler, his name is Mitchell, and his fiance. they drove, they lived about three hours away so they came down to meet the detectives at the cabin near Madison or north of Madison to see if Bart and Krista were there. Right. That's the logical right. next step. So when they arrived, there was no sign of Bart and Krista, and it, there's no sign that they had even been there at all. Okay. It looked like nobody had been there. Right. The grass hadn't been cut. There wasn't food in the fridge. Right. Um, it just appeared like it hadn't been used right. in a while. Right. So. Police start talking to anyone that Chandler had been with that weekend, specifically his girlfriend, Kat. Yes. Um, Kat reported she had been with Chandler on and off that entire weekend. Mm -hmm. She had a family farm 
Um, so they went there for the 4th of July. Chandler wanted to use their pool because he was complaining of having issues with his legs stemming from that concussion from falling down the stairs. Right. And he thought that the pool would help his legs. And um, so the police go to speak with the farm owners, who I didn't find out till later were actually cats. I think it's like her mom and stepdad or something like that. Oh, sure. And they confirmed that Chandler was there on July 4th with Cat. Right. And then they said he he showed up on July 5th okay. without having told them in advance that he was coming. Oh. So he just kind of showed up there up. by himself. <laughs> and he tells them that he just got back from a doctor's appointment and he was really upset because he said he was going to lose his job at SpaceX because the doctor told him he wasn't able to travel and then he would miss the orientation for this new job. Okay. So he's upset about that, and then he asks her if she can use, or if he can use the pool. Right. And she says yes. Yeah. Um, but she's a little weirded out by this, because it's like, it's your daughter's boyfriend kind of showing up without your without daughter. Without your daughter, yeah. Uh, and I'd be a little bit like, huh. This is weird. So she checks on Chandler after about an hour. Mm-hmm. And she notices Chandler's no longer there and that he hadn't even used the pool because the cover was still on the pool. Okay. So she's like, huh, that's real weird. Right. Um, And she sees that Chandler's car is parked in a field kind of far away from the pool. Yeah. And his car's backed up into the woods with the hatch open. Oh. Um. Not odd or suspicious. She decides to go swimming. Right. And then she sees Chandler emerge from the woods. Oh. (laughs) She's swimming. So she points out this area to detectives because now... Right. You know, she's like, this is... are missing. This is where he emerged from. Right. And the investigator looks up at the area that she's pointed out and all of a sudden a bunch of vultures you can see are over that area. Oh, creepy. So, um, police walk about 20 yards into the woods and under a pile of debris, they find the torso of Bart Halderson. Just the torso? Just his torso. Just like... Just halfway down, halfway down. That's where your torso is. You're like abdominal (laughs) regen. Regen is just chilling. Yeah. And why just the torso? Part of his underwear and belt were still on. Oh, come on. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So when the medical examiner arrived and rolled the torso over, there were gunshot wounds to the back. So he had been shot in his back. They knew he had been shot. Yeah. So they sent uh, drones up and also cadaver dogs to search the area. Yeah. And then detectives find... Why a... would he just drop off the torso? Well, we'll, we'll find out more. He's kind of well, dropped off in a lot of different places. <laughs> but but that's an obvious place. Like, these people, they know and you. And they saw you. Right. So what, to me, it's like, wouldn't you abandon that plan at that right. point? Like, they saw you... Emerging from the woods. Right. You'd be like, oh, I should go get take that back. And and, and you know they live there, so they're going to probably find it eventually. Right. That's, yeah, it's like he's not 
I don't know what his He's problem. All there or something. You say that about every. <laughs> <laughs> she always says. I wonder if he has some kind of cognitive difficulty. <laughs> no, that's not a criminal mastermind. Like they all don't seem to be. No, none of them seem to be criminal masterminds. I swear, I've listened to her episodes, and she says that every time. <laughs> but you, you wonder. Maybe he really did have a head injury. Well, we'll we'll find out more about that too. So, um, they send out the cadaver dogs and all of that, and they end up finding a garbage can in the woods that is filled with a tarp. So there's a garbage can and a tarp, or a tarp in a garbage can, I should say. The tarp has blood and Krista's, blood and Krista, (laughs) Bart and Krista's blood all over it. And because they obviously tested it. Right. And then they find an old oil barrel in the area. Inside are saw blades, hand saws, scissors, and tree loppers. Oh. All of these items were tested and came back positive for Bart and Krista's flesh and blood. Mm. Um, The farm owner, which is his girlfriend's mom and stepfather, eventually find a rifle in one of the barns on the farm. Wow. And so at this point, of course, they bring Chandler in for questioning. And <laughs> oh, they yeah. also question, simultaneously, they're questioning his girlfriend, Kat, right. as well. So Chandler meets with the police just for about an hour. And he starts trying to, um, you know, he's kind of trying to pull this whole mystery couple thing, you know, kind of trying to convince the police that, you know, there's these strangers that picked up my parents. And at this point, he doesn't know that they have found these things on the farm. He's still coming making these stories up. Right. So simultaneously, they're interviewing Kat. And she, you know, she doesn't think Chandler's done anything. Right. So she's being completely honest. And maybe she would have been anyway. But she's not evasive she's telling them everything she knows right and um because she's she was really close to bart and krista and she wanted she was worried about the fact that they were missing oh yeah um so you know she provided some pictures that she had taken from that weekend yep and um she was like you know apparently she's a very cat is a big true crime person herself and she's like i know you need to rule chandler out right so anything i can do you know to help that him get ruled out she's more than happy to do do it yeah and and again she really did not think um chandler was involved so cat it meets with the police multiple times and um cat tells police that on july 3rd which we find out is about two days after they were murdered. Um, Chandler tells Kat he can't hang out with her until later because he had chores to do around the house. Okay. So Kat had been suspicious at one point or another that Chandler was cheating on her. Okay. He's a pretty good-looking guy. I will give him that. Right. And apparently a lot of like ladies liked him. Right. He was just one of those guys those that women... Cute. Yeah, yeah, cute, young, whatever. Right. Um, so one of the things Chandler did in order to make her feel more comfortable was he allowed her to see his Snapchat location. Oh, sure. So if she was ever think thinking he was being dishonest, she could go and see where he was, oh. which that's not a 
that's not a sign of an impending great relationship, no, but you it's know, not, but you it's know. neither here nor there. Right. Um, and the reason that this is pertinent to this particular case was because she happened to notice a couple days after, um, so it was July 3rd. She wouldn't have known that was a couple days after the murders, but that's no. what it ended up being. Right. Um, that he was, she was like, yeah, I noticed he was kind of in a weird place, so I took a screenshot of the map because he had said he was going to be somewhere else. And so she said, so at 8.58 a.m. on July 3rd, yeah, he had said he's doing chores at home. Right. But she's seeing he's on the banks of the Wisconsin River. Right. So, so she's got this Snapchat uh, screenshot. Right. That says, like, this is exactly where he was, even right. though he's telling me he's at home you know, doing chores or whatever. Right. He was clearly not. Right. So police having this map now showing exactly where he was, they again send the drones and the cadaver dogs to search that location. And when they got there, they pretty quickly found some remains of his mother, Krista. Mm -hmm. It was one complete leg, a foot, a thigh, oh. and they were all in separate locations in that area. Oh. So there were just body parts kind of strewn oh. strewn about on the banks of the Wisconsin River. Wow. Um, and this... Imagine per- the, collecting all that. Being the It'd people be weird. that have to collect. I mean, I may, they're probably used to it, maybe, but... Well, I don't know that dismemberment cases are like super common no i suppose <laughs> especially in that area maybe they don't get a lot but i, I hope they don't but you know I, this what I whole mean, like, like strewing about their body parts oh, all over yeah. in weird locations like that's only going to increase your chances right. of getting caught because, because now you're now you've got you got to man all these separate <laughs> locations <laughs> right and instead of having one location you've got 45 locations. Or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are 206 bones in the human body, so there's right. a lot of parts. And a lot of them are pretty identifiable. Like, oh, that's a foot. Oh, yeah. that's a People can nose. tell it's not an animal. Right. So, um... But he was probably hoping the animals would... Would eat it or, or eat not it, eat it, kind of yeah. do the his do, do more, or maybe it would decompose more quickly right. or something. Right. So this particular spot on the Wisconsin River is a place that Chandler went frequently. He kind of considered it a secret swimming hole, mm-hmm. and um, when they searched Chandler's phone, they there was a lot of um, content on his phone that had been deleted, of course. Oh, yeah. And some of them were, the Google searches were, quote, body found Wisconsin, woman's body found, Wisconsin dismembered body found, dead body found in Wisconsin, oh, dead geez. body found in Milwaukee River. So he was clearly wow. keeping track of if these remains yeah. had been found. Right. Because he was obviously worried about it. Yeah. Um, but he increased, I mean, oh, and I he know. actually was making these searches after, um, they had found the remains, but he was not yet aware that they had they been had found. found. Yeah. So they were, they were able to, um, Keep that. find that information that had been recently deleted on his phone. Right. Um, so police were initially thrown off by that text that Chandler had received because the text did come from Krista's phone. Right. But when they looked deeper into that text, 
one of the things they found out that the parade that he mentioned, it actually had already taken place on July 3rd. Right. And the text came into him on, I think it was the next day. So they're saying they're going to this parade that didn't even occur on that day. Right. So that, because they didn't actually, I think 4th of July fell on like a, a Sunday or something that year. That year and yeah. so the parade, they didn't do it because it was, they wanted, they did it either the day before or the day after. Right. They didn't actually do it on the 4th of July. So the de- detectives found that out and then they were like, huh, maybe she didn't actually send that message. Right. And they find out that they find Krista's phone eventually in the house wrapped oh. in tin foil in a shoe in the garage what? along with Krista's, license so they conclude that Chandler sent that text message from his mom's phone to his phone to try to make it look like she was in why would you throw it at the in cabin tin foil in the gr- I mean that's well, not even a good hiding spot the tin foil thing I have heard that it you if you wrap if you put like a cell phone in like a tin foil box right it doesn't it can't like emit I don't know if it's the radiation or the signal. Oh. But you can actually disable a signal through using tinfoil. Oh, okay. So, so that's why he I'm did sure it. there's that's... something to do with that. Yeah. Um but any even so it's like they're gonna search your house. So right. It's like Right. So what's what is even the point? Yeah, that's why weird. would you leave it in the house? Do you know what I mean? Right. Like I, he he did a lot of things that are really baffling. Yeah. Um so police, of course, now they're really strongly suspecting Chandler. Oh well, yeah. They find out that his job as an in you know, working remotely from his insurance company. Yeah. That that's he never worked for an insurance company. Oh. He didn't have a job. Okay. This job offer from SpaceX. Yeah. His impending college degree. Yeah. And he also told people he worked on the Wisconsin rescue and diving team. Oh. And none of this was true. Oh. So how do you get money? Well, I'll get into that. Okay. This, this, this podcast I was listening to, she said he had a major case of the liabetes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The liabetes. He, uh, so he just kind of, he just, told, everything was a lie. Did him, um, but his parents even kind of thought this was real? So his father, Bart, was an accountant. Right. So he starts questioning Chandler about why he never has any money. Right. Despite the fact he's working full time. Right. From home for an insurance company. Well, yeah. So initially Chandler's telling his dad that he said, well, I'm on a salary and they accidentally paid me hourly. So they held my paycheck back to fix it. So he's telling him, you know, I think he's asking his dad for money saying, you know, I'll pay you back when my thing, my check gets fixed. Yeah. Then he said... His direct deposit info was incorrect. Why and, not just then go get a job and, or something? Listen, <laughs> that's what so then he says that the company owed him so much money that the bank thought the deposit they tried to make was a scam <laughs> oh. and they rejected the deposit. Oh, dear. So, he, I mean, can you imagine being this kid's parent <laughs> no, and being be like... like this is so bizarre. Like, you don't know whether to believe it or whether to be like... <laughs> So Chandler would send emails to himself pretending to be human resources for 
his job. Oh, jeez. And then he would send emails to his dad as proof of all these mishaps with his paychecks. Well, I don't. You're spending all this time doing that when you could actually have a job, right? I mean, anywhere. Go work at the local McDonald's. Go work at somewhere. I mean, not. I mean, that's a great job. I mean, especially in management and whatnot. You know, go work at the local. Um, Literally anywhere. Anywhere. I mean, who Just cares? to get some money, yeah. Where are you work? He's not you like know? he has a lot of bills if he's living at home with his parents. He doesn't right. have kids or anything. Right. Um, so they find out these email addresses that are supposedly human resources are just like generic uh, email addresses. And right. even in one of them, the word resources was misspelled. <laughs> um, so he'd get up early in the morning and get on his computer and tell his family he was working, but he was actually playing video games. Oh, um, that's why he just wanted to play video games all the time. And so he played a game frequently whatever. with a guy named Andrew who was in, uh, who was in the military and he was stationed okay. in Germany. Okay. They became really good online friends. Oh, sure. And, um, the reason that's pertinent is because, um, Andrew had come to visit Chandler in person at one point. He oh, stayed wow. at the you know Chandler's house, which would be his parents' house, right. for a couple of days. And Andrew was a very big gun enthusiast. And Chandler had mentioned at one point or another being that he was really uh, liked a specific kind of rifle. Okay. So Andrew gives Chandler a gun as a gift. And yeah. when he gave Chandler, because they of course. His parents, they know, have been shot. Right. So at this point, they're kind of like, well, we don't have any... I don't think he had any guns registered to him. Oh, yeah. And I don't think the parents had guns in their home. Right. So, so they're trying to figure out yeah, where from. the gun come from. And he said because he wanted to document the transaction of him giving the gun to Chandler, mm -hmm. he took a photo of the serial number next to a photo of Chandler's driver's license. Okay. And then he also left him 400 rounds of ammunition. Oh, just 400. And they were ended up being able to match. Um, so this is the gun they ended up finding in the barn on that farm property right. by his dad's torso. Yeah. So they know his friend Andrew wasn't involved because he was in Texas at the time of the murders. Right. And... Um, they had ruled out Kat, his girlfriend, as having any involvement. She was not involved. Right. Um, so pr right just prior to the murders, Chandler's dad was starting to get on his case because Chandler wasn't getting paid. Right. And, he, and he's like, come on, like, dude. <laughs> I'm sure, I don't know if he wanted rent or help with the bill or something. You know, he's a, Chandler was, what do we say, 24 or 23? So he's yeah. getting to he's that getting age older. where you, yeah. you, you know, want him to help out a little bit. Right. If, you know, if you, and he thinks he's in college. Or they just want him to start building up so he can eventually move out. Right. You know, like build up your... And, I, and Chandler's asking for money all the time, which is... That's the other problem. Yeah. yeah. You need to have some of your, you know, your own some money. of your own money at that age. So yeah. in May of 2021, Chandler started telling people he got this job at SpaceX. He emails his girlfriend, Kat, all excited, saying, I got the job. Right. And tells her he's going to go train the following week online. He tells Kat he got a new car and found them a place to live. Oh. And she was planning on going to Florida with Chandler wow. to move there with him. Wow. 
So in late June, he's supposed to supposedly start this new job at SpaceX, this non-existent right. job. Right. So right before that was going to happen, his brother Mitchell gets really sick, and he's diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, oh. and he's actually hospitalized. Oh. Diabetes, not liabetes. Just yes. to... Real di- like di- diabetes diabetes. Yes. That's too bad. And to get diagnosed with that at in your 20s is really unusual. That's rough. Um, yeah. Because type 1 diabetes, if you don't know, it's not caused by lifestyle changes. I know right. Laura knows this, but yes. the people listening, it's typically... Um, young children right. are diagnosed with it, and it has nothing to do with anything. It's like more of a genetic right. predisposition. Yeah, it's yeah. nothing to do. So to get it, he probably had had it a lot of his life and yeah. just never knew. No, right. So he probably was very sick by the time they're realizing he's, he's got had it. it. He has it. So Chandler uses his brother's hospitalization as an excuse to delay the start of this f- fictitious SpaceX job. Well, of course, yeah. Um, but then Mitchell... It's very convenient for him, time-wise. It, exactly, it was. Um, Mitchell starts to recover. Yeah. And then a week after that, Chandler supposedly falls down the stairs, resulting in this neck injury. Oh, that's why. Okay. So Chandler was wearing a neck brace after that time. He told people, now listen, he tells people, Chandler does, that he's got a brain bleed, a hematoma, spinal damage. Spinal damage? He needed to have his head drilled open. What? Couldn't use his legs, couldn't drive, nerve damage, and get this. He says he would need a colostomy bag. Oh. <laughs> Which is not typically no, associated not... with a head injury. But... Yeah, what kind of head injury requires I mean, a colostomy It's usually bag. like colon I mean, cancer. unless you're paralyzed. I mean, well, you still wouldn't need a col- Well, you would need something. Not a colostomy bag necessarily, but... I feel like the most of the colostomy bags I've seen are as a result of colon cancer. Right. But right, generally. I mean, there are other things. There are other, you know, bad. It's just an odd thing. He obviously Googled something. Right. And that came up, and then he was like, he uh, he just went off with that. Right. You know, telling everybody that. Um, Don't you think his parents were a little suspicious? Yeah, I do. (laughs) I think that's how this all started. If my kid came to me and said these were all his ailments, I'd be like, why aren't you in the hospital? And then it's like, my thought is he's telling people he can't use his legs, but yet he's walking around. Right. Right. So, and he tells him he's unable to fly on an airplane, which of course, then he can't go to Florida. Right. That's, That's what he's doing. He's trying to find... Reasons why he can't go to Florida and why he isn't going to Florida and starting this job. But then it's like, why did you tell people you got this job to begin with? Right. Because you knew that you did it. Like, that's the part that I don't understand. Right. Like, why not say you're having trouble finding a job or something? Right. Well, because he's a sociopath, but, like, bad. Like Maybe the lying for him was a big part of his... It isn't... He isn't even good at it. Sociopathy. <laughs> right, but it, he isn't even good at it. No. The, the so apparently here. when no one was looking, he did not wear the neck brace, and he appeared to be completely fine. Oh. Um, they see Chandler on surveillance at a convenience store carrying bags of ice, like everything's great. He has no neck brace on. 
and actually the neck brace totally disappears after July 1st, which we now know was the day of the homicides. So he's like, I'm cured. Yep. <laughs> so he had told everyone he was due to gradu- graduate college. The reality is Chandler attended one semester and flunked out. So Chandler, they found this out after the fact, discovered emails between his parents where Bart said he had spoken to one of the advisors at the college that Chandler had told him to call. But Bart says, you know, the advisor on the phone sounded just like Chandler. (laughs) So he had burner phones that he had his dad call to say this is the advisor's number. And he got on the phone and pretended to be the college advisor. I mean, you can tell your own kid's voice. I'm sorry. Can you imagine? Hello. Yeah. Hello. This is the advisor. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, this isn't funny, but the ridiculousness well, is comical. But I mean, how he went to those lengths. It's so bizarre. He purchased burner fo- I mean, the lengths he went to, he could have done so much more with this time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so there were hundreds of forged emails written by Chandler that he would forge to his dad, or forward to his dad, you know, about his um, college classes and things because his dad was starting to get suspicious. Right. And... One of the things investigators noticed was that none of these emails were... Because college has an EDU email address. Right. So none of these emails were coming from an an EDU, EDU, so they knew it wasn't from the college. Right. So on June 29th, about a day and a half before the murders, Bart called MATC, which was Chandler's college, pretending to be Chandler. Oh, sure. So his dad's calling because he's like wanting... He's like, what is going on? He's been... You know, looking at all this, and he's just—he's done. He's done. He knows yeah. something isn't right. He knows Bart or Chandler's been lying to him. Yeah. So for 17 minutes, Bart talked. Bart talked to a real advisor, yep. who informed him that they had no record of him at- of Chandler attending classes for a couple of years. Yeah, I bet he's like. This Whoa. call was recorded, so that's why they were able to listen to it after the fact. Right. So Bart texted Chandler saying, I talked to Omar Job, and Omar Job is a real advisor. Yeah. And this likely was the catalyst to the murders. Right. Because now he knows the cat's out of the bag completely. Right. So on July 1st, Bart had scheduled a meeting with Chandler and someone from the college to once and for all figure out what was going on. Because... He knew that Chandler had attended some college. Right. So I think... But he's trying to figure out how much. And, and, yeah, and I think yeah. Bart maybe thought, well, maybe the college... You know, maybe Chandler's lying, but maybe the college is a little bit... Off their records something. are off on... Right. Yeah. And right. so we just need to sit down and Talk have this, this meeting and figure right. out what the where the truth lies. And where and how far are you exactly? Right. Maybe you're one year, maybe you're two years, maybe you're three years. You know, like, to figure out exactly where you're at so we can be done doing playing this and just... Meet, and I think you know. part of the issue is they were obviously, I'm pretty sure his parents helped, at, at the very least, helped him pay for college. Right. So it's like, Where's where that where'd money? that money go to? And right. I think that was probably part of the... 
problem. The reason he was so didn't want them to find out. Right, because they had invested thousands and thousands upon thousands of dollars. Right. And and somehow he probably, I'm guessing, got it. And and this is conjecture completely, but maybe he got it in his name or they gave it to him directly to give to them kind of a thing. Yeah. So that he actually maybe possibly, possibly pocketed that money. Oh, I, I think that's a definite probability. Yeah. Um, so he likely, Chandler felt like he couldn't admit this to his parents, and then that meeting is probably really what sealed his parents' fate, unfortunately. Right. I'm going to tell a quick story, and this has nothing to do, I would never hurt my parents, just I want to say that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, and most people don't. To preface this. You deal with things. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you... But I can understand to a point of, so when I was, I think I was 16 or 17, I worked at this department store called Herberger's in Rosedale Mall. Right. And there was a gal I worked with. Now, I was very young. I was 17. And it was one of my first jobs. I think it was like my second job. Yeah. And one of the gals I worked with was like in her 30s. And... We had you had to get a Herberger's credit card in order to work there, oh. and which is weird, but that's every Most person, yeah. And I think everyone got approved, right? Um, and maybe by that point I had turned eighteen. I'm not sure, but I was. Right. It was like a junior or senior in uh, high, high school. school. Yeah, you were. So this coworker of mine, so we got a twenty percent discount, but the deal was you had to use your credit card to get the discount. Right. Because they would take it off the credit card bill. Right. So that people couldn't abuse the system. Right. Which so my friend tells me, or my coworkers, I considered her a friend. She was significantly older than I was, but she, you know, we got along. Right. She tells me, you know, she's like, my credit card, the discount hasn't been coming off on my credit card. She, like, shows me her credit card statement. I didn't honestly really look at it that closely, but. Right. And she tells me, um, you just have to take the discount off manually at the register. And I was like, okay, like, I don't even think I really thought twice about it. Right. And you have to understand, like, we had a really loose policy at, like, with coupons. Like, people would come in and not have the coupon, and we'd just give them the coupon. Right. Stuff like that. Like, it was, um, the culture there was very much that way. It was loose. It was, yeah. That kind of thing. So... This whole thing with her card, so she would get her employee discount, and then she would want, like, a coupon on top of that discount. Oh, which, sure. And so by the time it was all said and done, she's getting, like, 40%, 60% off of her purchases. Long right. story short, I ended up getting fired for giving. Be, for giving her discounts because it was over a long period of time. Oh, she would just come in and say that, too. Yes. Was it just you or other people? I think there were other people, too. Yeah. And I was devastated, and I didn't want our parents to find out. Right. And it, in hindsight, it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, it's not like this was... It just... It was a, a job I could have gotten another job, and I did. Right. <laughs> but in the interim, after I got fired, like, I didn't want my parents to know. So, and I right. And I can understand that, like... Really deep yeah. feeling of like I don't want to disappoint my parents. Right? How do I? How do I? D- so tell I didn't them tell them. them right away, and no. I ended up pretending I was going to work, and then I would just go to my boyfriend's house oh. at the time, 
But then, one, I don't know how long, it wasn't that long, they ended up calling Herbergers to the department I worked at and then asked for me because I was supposedly working that night. Right. And then the person that answered the phone said I didn't work there anymore. Right. <laughs> and so right. I remember our dad actually got pretty mad, and he, um, like, he was like, okay, tomorrow morning you're getting up and going job hunting, right. like, first thing. Right. And um, I ended up getting a job, like, at the dollar store, like maybe two weeks later. So right. it didn't even end up being right that big of a deal. But but still. I can relate to that part, but never to the part where you, I, I mean, obviously his lies were much more profound right. and elongated. Right. But, but I bet it started, though, I get what you're saying, but I bet it started with one lie. Right. And then it just, he had to Compounded. tell another and another and another and another to keep it going. But why keep it going for that long? I mean, that was a long time, I bet. I bet it was years that he kept this going. Yeah. And I still, you know, his parents always supported him. They seemed like really nice, loving parents. Right. And even if he would have finally just broken down and said, look, I maybe I'm a pathological liar. Like, I have some kind of issue here. Right. And he just said, like, this is the, the truth. I haven't been going to college. You know, and college isn't for everybody. No. So, you know, if it's not, just say, you know what, I know my brother is really good at college. I'm just not. Right. And get a job and figure out what you want to do with your life. Right. His parents probably would have been pretty mad initially. Right. But I think they would have gotten over it and they would have, maybe his dad would have said, hey, look, you need to give me half of the money you're making for a year to help pay back some of what you, you right. stole from you me stole, right. or something like that. Like they would have figured it out. Right. You know, I mean, they, they I think his have... parents had, his dad was an accountant and his mom right. had a good job. I think they had a lot of good money. Right. It I, would have been initially hard, but mm-hmm. then, it, you know, life would move on. Yeah. So it's he, unfortunate that, you know, clearly this guy had an, uh, Chandler had an undiagnosed psychopathy mental or mental disorder. Yeah. Right, and definitely it had to do, you know, I think sociopaths tend to lie a lot, so it probably was something down that alley Uh, of diagnosis. Yeah. But to think that your only solution to this problem is to kill them is just outrageous. It is. I don't get that part of it. Um, So... Anyhow, so what they think happened was once Chandler became aware of his dad setting up this meeting, he that's when he felt, he's like, well, his dad texted him and was like, you know, I'm ready to go whenever you are. Right. And he, that's when he ambushed his dad and ended up shooting him in the back. So they know that Bart was shot in the back, so likely he didn't even see it coming. Right. He just shot him in the house. Yeah. He was just quick and... And then his mom was not home at that time, so then after he shoots his dad, he texts his mom and he tells his mom, quote, Dad's phone died, so text or call me. And And he says, get soda on your way home. What? And then his mom texts back, okay, I can, with a smiley face. Oh. What a what a nice mom though. I, I mean, know. Even though she's suspecting him of all these 
bad things because I'm sure you know what I she mean. They talk. Yeah. She knew. She's still okay. I'll pick up your pop. You yeah. <laughs> um, so Krista pulls in the driveway just after 5 p.m. because there's a neighbor surveillance. Yeah. And she is never heard from again. Oh. Um, at 5:11 p.m., Chandler creates a list on his iPhone using the Notes app with right. all of his weekend chores. Right. So she gets home at 5. He's making this list at 5.11. Right. So he shot her, like, right when she walked through the door. Right. Um, so his weekend chores were um, get H2O2, which is hydrogen peroxide, lemon, door handles, remove your crap upstairs, get a job, clean the floor. Um, he then gets in the shower and FaceTimes his girlfriend while he's in the shower. He goes and buys some large bags of ice to put his parent on and puts his parents in the freezers inside the house. Oh. He goes and buys saw blades, an axe, and a handsaw to dismember them. See, I will say I think that dismembering people is a lot more difficult than people think it is. Yeah, I hear that a lot too. Yeah, like I think it requires like they think, oh, this is just gonna be easy, just, just cut them up and throw you know, it isn't. It isn't. It's, well, and I know we've never discussed this case, but the Taylor Shabiznis case. Yes. That's what's baffling to me about that one, and yes. we may do that How one. How fast she She did it. She dismembered a guy, like, very with regular kitchen knives. Right. Right. Just regular um, so that, knives we all have in our <laughs> kitchen thing. was thing, you very know? strange there. Yes. Yes. Very um, bizarre. How, so, how is that possible? This is even weirder. So Chandler yeah. planned to burn his parents' remains in the family fireplace. Oh. So on July 1st, neighbors noticed smoke coming from the family fireplace, which they thought was really strange because it was July. <laughs> yeah. In Wisconsin in July. We live in July Minnesota. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just as hot there as it is here. And right. we have really hot summers, contrary to what you might think. Right. Um. You know, it's... In the 90s in July, often. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. One of the neighbors thought it smelled like a pig roast, oh. so he just oh. kind of went with that. They're just like, oh, they're just having a pig roast. Okay. Um, and the neighbor's surveillance actually captured a bright glowing light, and then suddenly the lights went out. Okay. And what happened was the fire ended up getting out of control due to the human fat and Chandler oh. had to pour water on the fire to get it to calm down. Okay. And then a glass panel on the fireplace was shattered. Um, and then, so investigators found, found multiple pieces of human bone that were found in the ash trap of the fireplace. Okay. And then they have a record of Chandler purchasing the tarp on July 2nd. And girlfriend Kat was supposed to spend the night. Um, and on her way over, Chandler asked her if she could bring her Swiffer. Oh. Because um, he told her he cut his toe. Oh. So he needed that. And then on July 3rd. To pick up the blood? Or like. Well, yeah, to what? clean up. Oh. But this is the odd thing. So his girlfriend spends the night on July 2nd at their house. And she supposedly didn't know. She didn't know anything. And then she left on July 3rd at 7 a.m. I think she had to work. Then he's like, resume operation. Yep. <laughs> and then he left to go to the dump. Oh. But the dump was closed because it was the 4th of July weekend. Right. Um, 
So that's when he ended up driving down to the Wisconsin River to scatter Krista's remains. So I think his initial plan had something to do with the dump. Right. But then he had to abandon that plan. It sounds like he had a lot of different plans. Like he started with a plan and they just kept not working correctly. I think so too. Because it's a lot harder than you think. This is like, you know, three, four hundred pounds or more. Yeah, his parents were not, I mean, they weren't huge, but they were like not small people either. Right. So say, you know, 400 plus pounds of human. It's (laughs) a lot to get rid of 400 pounds or or so, you know what I mean? Or more or less or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So on July 4th, he goes to the farm with Cat. So he did some more cleaning up and then on on the 3rd and then on the 4th he goes to the farm to spend the 4th with her family. He sends himself that text message from his mom about um, the parade parade and stuff. And then he goes to a firework party with his friends as if everything is fine. On July 5th he had told cat's parents that he had went to the doctor but he actually never went to the doctor yeah and then um of course right around the 6th and 7th of july multiple people started inquiring about his parents whereabouts because at that time they had stopped showing up for work right so he knew he had to get things done before by a certain period of time right because he knew people were going to start asking questions yes um, so he, Chandler Halderson was arrested on July 8th of 2021. Yeah. Initially just for filing false information on a missing person. Okay. And then they added the murder charges once they, you had know, the yep, had everything worked out. Um, and then in March of 2022, Chandler Halderson was found guilty of killing his parents and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Right. And that's really pretty much the where the story ends. But, uh, yeah, that that's what he did. That's really... Um, it's sad and unfortunate. Very preventable. And, like and just to me, they sound... Because I've seen a lot of different things on this case... And they seem like the nicest people. Right. And it's like, for you, for him to think that there was no other way out, it just, it's, it's, there had to have been some kind of more of like a desire to kill right. beyond the normal. Yeah. Just kind of like, well, this is, I'm in this bad situation and maybe he's always had some kind of weird psychopathic tendencies. Or something, because right. there has to be the the pathological lying is what well, I mean. Lying is always a choice, but like right. the way that he he made up lies that made things worse for himself. Right, that's part right. of what was so mind blo- like mind blowing. You're like, right. why? Or or I mean, was he a true sociopath or just somebody who literally made up lie after lie because he literally did not want to work? But then that's the the strange thing is the first thing he says after his parents are murdered, he's got that list and he's like, get a job is one of the first things he says. So he he knows, he knows he needs to, but he just didn't, for whatever reason, he didn't want to work. He didn't want to go to school. So in order to, um, 
and then he got money from his parents. That's how he had to fund his life, you know. But then so, it, his girlfriend, like, you tell your girlfriend, like, we're moving to Florida. So she totally uproots her life thinking right. oh, we're moving we to go. Florida. And yeah. like, But he didn't have to go that far. You right, know? that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what it's, but it's he had bizarre. to tell his parents something. Maybe he was planning to go to Florida and just start over but with what money I and apparently know. you know he, he's telling everyone spacex is you know if you, if you worked for spacex you'd be making a pretty penny yeah so he's telling all these people that he's gonna be making all this money so the places Why that he do that like yeah. like cat was going online looking at like real estate in florida and right. we're, she was looking at like million dollar houses thinking Mama. he's gonna be making just a, a ton, ton of money, ton of money. and right. he's the one that made it seem that way right so Anyhow, that's a, a terrible story. Of, of And then poor, I feel so bad for his brother, Mitchell. Yes. Because he was oh. about to get married, and his parents right. missed all of that. All that. And it's very sad. And he's the, the last surviving member. Yeah, because now his other, his brothers. And and you go, like, for, it's literally he went from July, uh, June 30th to having a family of four. Right. To on July 9th, his yeah, parents are dead and his brother's in jail. Right. I mean, so that's... Basically, he's the last... Well, no, he isn't the last surviving. The last, you know, the brother's in jail, but he's the last family member that's freely in society. <laughs> yes. So it's a terrible story. It's very sad. And oddly, there is a case, there's another case, a very, very similar um, that happened, uh, be, and I can't remember the name and I'd have to look it up, but there was a very similar case that occurred uh, where, again, the brother did not want to have to tell the parents that he flunked out of college. And it was, he, um, ended up killing the mother and the brother and the dad survived. Do you remember where that was? I can't remember. Was it in where Idaho? No, no, it might have, but no. I'd no. have to look it up. I want to say it was in the east somewhere, but it was very similar um, circumstance in that it all. It was the 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 he was he told his parents he had graduated college, right? He said, mm -hmm. oh, "I graduated," and he had not actually graduated. You know what's strange? What is. Sometimes I listen to Nancy Grace. Okay, I'm going to confess this. Yes. Even though I think she's a wacko, but she's kind of just makes me laugh because she's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And so, um, the top mom, we got the jarars. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this 10 jarars. I can't jarars. even. Yeah. Jarars. I can't even do her accent, so I apologize for that. Anyhow, um, she had a case recently on where. A girl faked her own kidnapping yeah. because she was supposed to graduate from Penn State. Oh, sure. And was lying oh. to everybody. Right. And she wasn't hadn't been in college for like an entire year. So she was working at a Sonic. She was like 21. Yeah. And disappeared after her shift. And everybody thought she had been kidnapped. Right. And it was this whole big search for her and everything. And then um, they end up, she ends up popping up like a few blocks away from home and tries to convince them she had been kidnapped. Oh. 
but it, they ended up figuring out that she had lied about college. College. Yeah. So this thing, this this problem in society, I don't know what you'd want to call it, but <clears throat> where kids are, you know, having trouble in college and somehow can't face it. They can't face how to move forward from that. The disappointing their parents, friends, whoever. Yeah, that's and very true. So, you know, that's something that that uh, you know we, society might need to to think about a little bit. If you say, okay, even if you fail, yeah, you have to have still yeah, and you have to it, if your kid goes you. to college, that has to be because that's what they want to do and right. that they're motivated to do it. Right. It can't just be you're doing this as because it's my because, expectation of you, right? Because you have to go to college. You know what I mean? That's it's like not, I don't yeah. care what my kids do as long. I mean, they're gonna have to work, right? Or right. they're gonna have to go to school or, or a combination of the two, yeah. but. And I'm not talking about like a kid with a disability is a different situation, right. but like, I don't, I'm not going to say like, like, for example, like my oldest son is a really good artist and I always joke, I want him to be a forensic sketch artist, <laughs> yeah. but I would never push something on him if no. like he really doesn't want to do that. Right. I mean, I, I joke about it, right. but I honestly like want him to do whatever makes him happy. Right. But I don't know. To me, there is some kind of pressure there. Well, and they a lot of them are, you know, in these cases, it sounds like they are siphoning money out of their parents, you know. Right, and they're uh, using that money because they're not wanting to work or whatever, you know, not wanting to work much or whatever the situation is. But there's got, you know, I don't know. There's, and then parents should be questioning too to kind of. Like, why are you giving your kids this money in cash or check directly to them? Right, you should be paying the you school. You should be paying the school. Like, there's, there's, you know. So, I feel like there and is a societal issue. I think this girl was actually in nursing school, and she had failed out. Right. And so, it was like, she was just was, I don't know, probably partially embarrassed. Right. But... I guess for me, it would just be like making sure you're And Of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. You can be a Monday morning quarterback. Right. It's a very easy thing to do. Yeah. But just maybe like every semester touching base with your kid and saying, you know, are you still doing okay? Right. And, and having a conversation beforehand saying, look, if things start going badly and you're not understanding, you're having trouble in your classes, you hate it. Right. No harm, no foul if it's just one semester right. and you tried it and you hated it. And you hate it. Just stop, you know. And be done with it. Be done. And yeah. make sure they know, like, I'm not going to have bad feelings towards you because right. of this or something like that. But right. that intense, and I'm not blaming the parents, but the intense no. pressure is a problem. Right. And, and some of it, too, is in both cases, I do believe they had older siblings uh, or younger, I mean, other siblings who were successful. Yeah, that's probably. And so that's part of the pressure, I think, as well, is them wanting to keep, and then the parents being proud of that other sibling. Right. You know what and I mean? And they want and, that And same. they want that as well. So it's, you know, even if they aren't doing college and they're doing something else, I guess it's showing, still showing your pride, you know, yeah. to that child. So it's it's hard. It, that's 
I guess I, with the Chandler story too, it's like, what did he think? Like, so he say right. they can't find his parents' bodies, right? And so they can't arrest him. Did he just think he was just gonna? I think they maybe they had life insurance, right? It may have been because that's how he wanted to fund his furthering lifestyle. But I think mostly it boils down to he just wanted it to be. He clearly had an issue with um, over. You know, he didn't want to. He couldn't explain his lies anymore. Part part of the narcissism and the sociopathy, though, is not being able to take responsibility for your actions. Right. So he clearly didn't learn that ever for some reason. Right. And so for him, to, for him to have to say like, "Look, I really screwed up. I really have a problem." Right. I don't think. And I'm not making excuses for him, but I don't think he was capable of that. Right. Because no. to him, that was just like... Something he couldn't he, do. He couldn't do. And there are right. people, scary, that are like that. Oh, yeah. There definitely are. Like, if you're... There's a certain percent of the population that is. You and know that's what I mean? the problem, and too. And I'm not blaming his parents, but there no. are parents that kind of are like, well, my kids can do no wrong. Yeah. And they put them on a pedestal, and then when they do screw up, they they don't. The kid can't handle it, right? Because they don't. They they've, they've never been, been told the truth, and so right. they've been. You know, the parent gets them out of the situation, or right, or whatever. And now they can't handle. Instead it. of making them like learn the lesson, right, from whatever it was. So yeah, maybe he was a bit babied by. It's hard to the say. Mom. I had heard that. Say, yeah. That, that. And it is. I mean, you can't blame her, but at the same time, you know what I mean? There's got to be, uh, it was preventable in a lot of different aspects. Yeah. Yeah. And it could happen to anyone is the other thing is, you know. Yeah, that's a terrible. It's another, yeah, is, it could happen. But it, even anyone. like. And we can't judge, but we no. can say what, what could have been. How could this have been prevented? Well, and that's the reason that talking about this kind of stuff is important. Right. Just for that, like, in retrospect, how could this have been prevented? Right. And, yeah, it's definitely not a subject that... It's something you hear about from time to time. Yeah. But it's not something that people really ever raise as, like, a societal problem that needs to be addressed. Right. So... I've never really heard it discussed in that light. No, me neither. Oh. So. Well, anyways, thank you for listening and hearing our <laughs> thoughts. Our bleak story. Our bleak thoughts and our bleak commentary and story. But tell a friend because we'd love to do this full time and sure. be hundreds of thousandaires. Yes. Cause there we go. <laughs> you never know. Yep. You never know. We just... This could just take off. So far, it has not. But uh, hey, that's okay. <laughs> we're I'm, just gonna I'm still keep working hard at my regular job, living the dream. I love my job. Yeah, we're gonna just keep plugging away. I do, but this is fun too. But, but I if I could job. just do this once a week and make well, there we lots go. of money, that would be great Good too. <laughs> I, I think that's a great uh, aspiration. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll uh, see you guys soon, and. Um, Thank you. We, Thanks for listening. We're going to try to come <laughs> out with more episodes. Yes. Okay. Yes, we will. Love you. Bye. Okay, bye.